what is with the fear mongering? Why are we telling women that it is so bad to lean on someone else? Don't don't rely on a man. Be independent. You better always have a backup plan. I'm not like actively planning in my head what would happen if something were to ever go wrong in our marriage. <laughs> There's no point in sitting here thinking about all the what ifs, you know? I will deal with it if that time were to ever come. It's okay to be in a marriage and to be in a covenant where you guys say vows and you actually mean them and you actually do stick to your vows and the things that you say and you are devoted to that one person for this year, for the rest of your life. That's okay. It's an okay thing to do and to be. You're listening to Every Successful Rancher, a rural lifestyle and business podcast for women of the West. I'm Sarah Elrod, your host, serial entrepreneur and small town homemaker. I started this podcast based on an old saying my husband once told me, that behind every successful rancher is his wife that works in town. Around here, you can expect a perfect mix of Western living, homemaking, and business strategies to grow your brand online. Get ready for the real, the raw, and the rural. Welcome to Every Successful Rancher. Hey, hi, and howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Every Successful Rancher podcast. So excited to have you guys here. If you are watching on YouTube, then make sure to hit that subscribe button, do all the YouTube things, like the video. That way, when you subscribe, you can be sure to see all the future episodes that come, um, as well as if you're on whatever, if you're just on like an audio platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you subscribe to the show that way too. That way you always know when a new episode comes out. And also it just supports the show and supports me and I'm super grateful for having you guys here. But also if you're watching on the video format, you might see like, I mean, you can't really tell, I guess, from this angle. Um, there's like a little bit of chaos happening right here, but there's a whole lot of chaos happening out in front of me that you can't see because it is turned away from the camera right now because I <laughs> literally don't know what happened to my house. I feel like I am the type of person that deep cleans my house and then I try to keep it as clean as possible for so long and then all of a sudden a bomb goes off and there's stuff literally everywhere and as I'm recording this it is like the Christmas season so Christmas stuff kind of took over my house and we had to empty out our horse trailer uh, like last weekend because we were lending it out to a friend because he was moving. So he was using it to like move stuff um, or he was helping somebody move, whatever. But anyway, he needed to use our horse trailer. So we had to get like all we put a bunch of hay in there. So we had to get hay out and then we had to get all like our saddles and our tack out and all the things. And so it's now sitting in my office and which is already a super chaotic room and now it just looks even more chaotic and of course Stetson got into a bunch of stuff and so that's my son for those who don't know he uh so now there's like there was already a, a pile of chaos and now it is even more of a pile of chaos because he has taken the chaos and made it even more chaotic as if that wasn't already possible or whatever. So anyway, there's just a lot happening and um, it is currently his nap time and I'm kind of just rushing to get this recorded because my to-do list feels so freaking long right now and I just feel like I have so many things to do and uh, this time of year is always really busy for traveling. I don't know. So we're going to be traveling a lot in the upcoming weeks and I know that New Year's is coming and I have all these things scheduled for once the new year hits and if we're traveling at the end of this month, then it's just going to be a lot, which obviously when you listen to this, it's already going to be done and over with and we're going to be into the new year and it's going to be fine, but <laughs> I am just trying to get this stuff done. 
So it just feels like a lot right now. But um, also Stetson is being very cranky. He is like 16 months old now as I record this and he is getting his own opinions. He is starting to throw some tantrums and he is also being very clingy and all he wants to do is like be picked up and carried around and held. And there's like a part of me that like loves it because he used to hate being held and picked up and he was so independent, but now he just wants to be held and carried around, which is cute to a point and then you have to get stuff done and then you realize how not so cute that actually is so that's really fun and it's also makes it even more fun when you're like pretty pregnant because (laughs) I just feel like I already have this bowling ball that I'm carrying around and then adding my 20 pound kid to it just makes it even harder and so this mama is tired and I'm slightly on edge from hearing the whining and the crying all day a little overstimulated but um it's real fun over here and I'm just keeping it really real with you guys because that's what we do around here amen so before we dive into today's show which just so happens to be about the balance if you will of homemaking and entrepreneurship and boss babe culture. Um, Just make sure to go leave a review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If it lets you leave a review, that'd be helpful as well. But specifically Apple Podcasts, it really does help the show grow. I know everybody says that, but it's so true. It helps us move up in the charts, which can increase our ranking and our audience and gets more people just like you listening to the show, um, which can help me as the creator and as the host, grow, 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah, reach more people, serve more people, um, build a bigger community, and do this even more full time, and provide more and more resources and more episodes, and put more out for you. So, the more you guys help this grow, the more I can serve back into you. So, make sure to do that. Leave a review, and I just love to read them too because that's honestly just the best. Also, I just want to mention the Patreon for this show. So there is a Patreon if you would like to listen to episodes ad-free and also get them early release so you can listen to them the day before they release to the public. You can join our Patreon. It is currently only $5 a month, so it's super affordable. And uh, yeah, you'll get ad-free episodes. And it's also just a great way to support the show and me and what I do. If you like it, that would be super greatly appreciated. I would love to have you over there. The link for that will be down in the description or in the show notes or wherever you are listening to this. And then last thing I just want to mention is sponsorship opportunities. So if you want to go a step further past just being a Patreon. So obviously if you're in our Patreon and you're paying the $5 a month, that's just an awesome way for me to give back to you um, as far as like giving you the ad-free content. But if you want to sponsor an episode and specifically invest a little bit more into the show and actually advertise with us and have your business be talked about on the show, then um, we do accept sponsorships and advertising opportunities for anybody listening. There's not really like super strict. I mean, I obviously like need to make sure you're aligned with the show and our values and all the things, but you could be a brand, you could be a business, whatever it is. And these episodes. We have over 60,000 downloads. We have a really good reach for the Western community. So if that's kind of your people, definitely reach out. I will also put links for that down in show notes and descriptions and all that. So all the links you need for anything are going to be down there. So make sure to go check that out. But already I've done enough talking and blabbing. So let's waste no time and just jump right on in. So 
I want to talk a little bit about my story growing up um, and how I kind of fit into and kind of why I came up with this idea of this topic for this episode of boss babe versus homemaker. Um, can you be both all the things? Cause it's kind of something that I've struggled with for a while. I mean, honestly, a lot of my adult life and as I've moved in and out of careers and things have changed and life has changed and evolved. Um, there's just been a lot of different avenues I've come in and out of through this wild ride we call life. So um, I grew up with two working parents. Both my parents worked full time. My dad was a, uh, he worked for the sheriff's department in our town growing up. And so he was a cop. And then my mom worked an office job and she was uh, like human resources for her office job. And, you know, that was a decision that they made that they were both going to be working parents. I do believe that it was put on the table that it was an option for my mom to stay at home. But ultimately, you know, there was a certain lifestyle that she wanted. And so she chose to go to work so that, um, you know, they didn't have to just live off one income. And so I grew up, like I said, with two working parents and that's all I knew. And we were lucky enough to live close by our grandparents so they would watch us when we were younger and kids and things like that. And so after school, like our grandparents would come over and watch us until one of our parents got home. And honestly, all my friends growing up had kind of the same situation as far as like working parents. Like I don't remember any of my friends growing up having a stay-at-home mom. I mean, if they did, it did not stand out to me or I didn't really realize that that's what it was, I guess, because I, yeah, I mean, there's literally nobody I can think of that had a stay-at-home mom. Um, everybody had two working parents. And so the concept of a stay-at-home mom felt kind of foreign to me. But at the same time, I have always felt really called to it which is kind of ironic because usually you are just a product of what you know and what you're raised in. And I I don't know, like I just, something in me was like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. But I mean, I guess on that same note, I felt like I had to work in some way, shape or form because that's all I knew, right? I knew two working parents. Like I didn't know stay-at-home moms. I didn't even really know that it was possible. I just knew it's something I wanted to do. And so because of that, I felt this kind of calling at a young age to start a business, like work for myself, kind of as a means to become a stay-at-home mom. Like when people, you know, obviously you get older and people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always say, a mom. And then as I got older and older, it would just kind of slowly evolve of, I want to work for myself. I want my own business. And I had different ideas of what that business was going to be. And it changed. And a lot of it involved horses because um, that was like my whole life growing up. <laughs> and, you know, so different things would change and, and whatnot with that. But I, I knew I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to make my own, you know, schedule, not be, not have to report to somebody, all the things. It is kind of funny in hindsight to like look back on that where I felt like I had to get there. I had to get to this goal of being a stay-at-home mom all on my own. Like I never remember having the thought of, oh, my husband might just be able to provide for me to get me to that point. Like maybe I'll just marry a guy that is like, okay, I make enough money. Like you can be a stay-at-home mom. Like to me, it was always the only way I was going to get there was by having my own business that was going to allow me to stay home. Like I had to do it myself. It was only going to be because of me that I could stay home, which is kind of just like a, I don't know, weird way of thinking, I guess. It's, I mean, it's ambitious, I guess, but also kind of selfish, like me, 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 I'm going to get there and I'm only going to 
reach my goals because of myself. I don't know. feels a little, a little selfish, but <laughs> everyone's a little selfish when they're, you know, young and dumb, I guess. Um, so I just thought that was funny. Like I never, I never thought about a man providing for me. And I was also a little bit more feminist, feministy, uh, back in those days, my early years of being a young single buck, I was, you know, a little bit more of the strong, independent woman mentality. Oh, how things have changed. <laughs> you know, now as a married person, I have this husband who grew up in a very different world than I did. Um, a lot of his friends, including himself, they all had stay-at-home moms. Like a lot of them were stay-at-home moms, I think, including his own. Like hit my mother-in-law as a stay-at-home mom and was a stay-at-home mom. And so it was not even a conversation between me and my husband when we decided that that's just what I would do too. Like I'd be a stay-at-home mom and we didn't really know how we would make it all work. We didn't really know what that was going to look like. I obviously did have my business at that point, um, but obviously I could probably have made a lot more money, especially in the beginning if I wasn't trying to grow a startup business. You know, if I just went and, I mean, I was 22 when I met him and we were having these conversations. So, I mean, I was still in the early years of a business and I didn't make that much money. I mean, I made good money for my age and I was able to save a lot of money, but I also lived at home when I first met him. And so it was like, <laughs> I was making all this money, but I didn't really have a ton of expenses either. Anyway, it was just kind of a, a thing that we talked about, but it was never a question. It was like, okay, like we're going to do it. You'll be a stay-at-home mom one day whenever we decide to have kids and all the things. And that's just what it's going to be. And we'll figure it out. And, you know, God will provide. And and that's what we feel called to do. But the reality is I, you know, even now being a stay-at-home mom um, to a toddler and a, another little baby on the way, I rely on my husband for so much. Like, yes, I have my business. Yes, my business helps to support us and helps make money for our family, especially stepping into motherhood. I have to scale so much. Like I've scaled way back on my business since becoming a mom. And part of it was intentional because I wanted to be more focused on my kids and, and being a mom. But part of it's just that's kind of just what happens. Like you don't really have a choice. If you're going to be a stay-at-home mom and try to run a business, that's hard. And you're not going to be able to do both full time. So my business went super, super part-time. <laughs> Uh, I'm lucky if I get like three hours a day to work, you know, he's, my kids are my main priority and I rely on my husband to financially provide for us for the most part. Anything I make at this point is just extra, you know, help. <laughs> um, but we have really had to adjust our lifestyle to make this all work. And, you know, God has been so good to us through all of it. I mean, and I just think back to even just two years ago when we first got married, what our lifestyle looked like versus now. And I mean, we don't live anything super fancy, but we we are so blessed and we have a roof over our heads and we get to live the lifestyle we want to live. You know, we live in this cute little ranch house and it's old and there's a lot of things that I wish I could change about it, but we rent. So it just is what it is, but I'm so grateful, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I just want to kind of put a little reminder out there for any women who might be listening that don't feel like you can't do this. Don't feel like it's bad to rely on a man. Don't feel like it's not something that you should be doing. I mean, I see it all the time. Every now and then I'd like make a video or post like a reel or something about things I do for my husband or the fact that I, you know, I am a stay-at-home mom and my husband provides and and all the things and he's the breadwinner and whatever. And 
immediately my comment section is blown up with people that are like, but what does he do for you? If I do something nice for him, they're like, what does he do for you? And they're like, don't ever, you know, you're just setting yourself up for a disaster. Like when he cheats on you and he divorces you, or, you know, if he dies and all this stuff, and it's like, what is with the fear mongering? Why are we telling women that it is so bad to lean on someone else? And the double standard is if there are ever things that a man should rely on a woman for it's like yeah that's just how it should be and you should absolutely trust a woman and rely on her and blah 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 like why wouldn't you but then when the shoe's on the other foot we tell women don't don't rely on a man be independent you better always have a backup plan I do not have a backup plan I'm just gonna tell you right now if something were to happen with my marriage or with my husband I don't know what I'm gonna do I literally have no idea but I know that I will figure it out. I'm not dumb and I can figure it out and we will be okay. But it just, it, I, I don't feel like you, you know, yes, it's good to kind of maybe think about that every now and then it's good to have life insurance in place and, and talk about a plan for things like that. But I'm not like actively planning in my head, what would happen if something were to ever go wrong in our marriage? <laughs> One, we just, we have a good solid marriage. So why would I be thinking about that? And I just think there's no point. There's no point in sitting here thinking about all the what ifs, you know, I will deal with it if that time were to ever come. So anyway, that's my little rant for <laughs> that topic, because that just really drives me nuts. Anytime I talk about it, it's like men are garbage. Men don't do anything. Don't trust a man, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that's fine. If that's your opinion, but please don't ever get married. Cause that's an awful way of thinking. Um, Okay, so it's a new year and I really don't think that there is a better time to finally get a grip on your content for this year as either a business owner or a brand. The fact of the matter is you need to be posting content consistently in order to grow online, but that's so much easier said than done, right? And in fact, I ran into this exact problem and totally burnt myself out trying to come up with so much content across all my platforms, like writing captions that are actually meaningful and then choosing a good photo to go with it. It, like oof it was such a struggle and truth be told it's probably one of the most common mistakes that I see other brands making as well so they want to get out of the rat race they want to start making an income online but they're just not good at posting the way that they should be so I decided to build something that would help fix this issue that could help anyone in any kind of industry or business but obviously with a focus on my rural and western girlies so I created the social herd a content resource membership that has everything you need to show up consistently online, create posts that convert followers into paying clients, and just take the stress of coming up with what to post on a daily basis off your plate. Inside of the social herd, you have access to hundreds of caption templates, Western stock images, graphics, templates, and trainings to further your education in online marketing. It's basically like having a social media manager in your pocket or at your disposal at any given time. For less than what you would pay for one Starbucks drink a week, you can join the membership today. But that's not all. Social Herd also offers an affiliate program for members, meaning you can get one other person to sign up through your link and then your membership for that month would be paid for. And from there, the more signups you get is just free money in your pocket. You can literally make money while getting top tier social media marketing resources sent to you every single month. So what you waiting for? Head on over to sarahelrod.com slash social herd for all the info and to join. I'll see you in there.
it's okay to be in a marriage and to be in a covenant where you guys say vows and you actually mean them and you actually do stick to your vows and the things that you say and you are devoted to that one person for this for the rest of your life that's okay it's an okay thing to do and to be next i am just gonna tell you right now i'm probably gonna go on a little rant about mlms for a second i know that's like a totally different thing but i feel like it does kind of come along with this same topic and that is with the term boss babe when we talk about boss babe because i kind of went on my little homemaker rant now let's switch gears for the women that are boss babes and boss babe culture, I feel like that term is so overused and it's used a lot in MLMs. Now, not just in MLMs, okay? There's a lot of boss babe culture out there with just side hustles and businesses and all the things. But man, these people in MLMs, and it's a primarily women-dominated industry, but they claim to have all this financial freedom and time freedom and all the things, all the buzzwords that you hear and the whole like you can work from anywhere thing, it's kind of nonsense to me. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of these these uh, people that are trying to recruit people to join their team and get on their downline and they say things like, you know, you can work from anywhere. Like I'm on vacation and I'm working. And it's like, why would I want to work from my phone um, next to the pool? Like what I if I'm on vacation, I want to be on vacation. I don't want to work from vacation. I want to be on vacation. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of buzzwords that really get women. And I mean, they kind of target vulnerable women, which is super unfortunate. Um, and I've known some really great people that have joined MLM. So I like hate to sit here and bash on it. And it's not the people, it's just the industry that drives me nuts because it's it's a lie that they're pouring into people that you can have all of these things and you can do it and and they make it sound so great and so fluffy and so easy to become just like so rich and to to support yourself and all the things when in reality there's a less than 1% chance of success in an MLM and all these people that you see that are talking about how much money they make one that's illegal you're not it's against the rules like you cannot disclose have income disclosures um like that you can't make um income statements and, and things like that publicly um but you can look at the mlm company's income income disclosure statements online you can look them up at how many people are in each rank and how much money on average they make and typically the most people are in the bottom tier right the very bottom of the pyramid <laughs> and they're making like five dollars a month or something like it's it is a crazy number. And then, I mean, the the tiers from there, I mean, it's like you might make $100 a month. You might make $50 a month. Like it goes up in such a slow increment. And then they know that if you join their team and you get recruited into it, then you get to, you make more money and they, you know, that's why it, recruiting is a thing. It's not just about selling the products. They want you to join their team and join the hustle and be a girl boss and all the things. And they use all the buzzwords to get you in there because they know that if they get more people underneath them, they're going to make more money. But if you start dropping out, if people below you start dropping out, you lose your rank. So it's not like corporate America where, yes, there's people on top and there's CEOs and things like that who make more money than the people down below. But if the people down below all quit, the CEO is still the CEO. He doesn't lose his rank as CEO. Um, anyway, that was not, I don't even know why I just started like going off this rant. I've been really into MLMs lately and like learning about them because 
I don't know. There's like a whole anti MLM thing on tic- on not TikTok. Well, probably on TikTok too, but on YouTube, and it's just very interesting to me to hear about it. And it's I don't know. I think it's because I've been tried. I've tried to. What am I trying to say? People have tried to recruit me so many times, in person and over social media that I don't even know or whatever. And it's just a lot. And I feel like a lot of people relate to it. And again, it's nothing. I have no hard feelings about anybody who is in these companies. The people themselves are sometimes like so great. Um, And I know so many great people that are in them, but I think the actual companies themselves are built on such a lie. And the whole boss babe culture is such a lie. And they make it just sound so great and fluffy, but then they, you join and then they're like, hustle, 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 grind, work your, work your nose into the dirt and all the things. And so I guess I just want to say too, while we're on this topic, if you're listening and are currently, you know, a homemaker or stay at home mom or Maybe you're a working mom, but you're looking to make extra money or you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you are feeling called to maybe start like a side hustle. Please, please, please don't fall for the societal lie that you have to work and hustle and grind and bury your nose in the dirt to find success and to succeed in life. You know, this isn't an MLM bash, but they use these buzzwords like that to push you and to motivate you. Um, because the more money you make, the more money they make. Um, like I said, and so it's a whole thing. Um, but even, even putting MLMs aside, you know, there are people out there that run businesses and I feel like it's the whole self-care industry also that is out there and like push yourself, try harder. You're not doing enough. You're not being enough. Wake up at 3 a.m. and then go to sleep at 7 and make sure you're writing down your gratitudes and your, all your things in your notebook. And I'm not saying some of those things aren't good things to do, but (laughs) it's like, If you don't wake up at 4 a.m., then you're not going to be successful. And I believed all these lies for a while, okay? There was a season in my life where I was the girl who was waking up at 4 a.m. I mean, I still wake up early. I wake up at 5. I was waking up at 4 a.m. because, you know, Tony Robbins told me that I should. And so I did. And I, there was part of it that I enjoyed, but don't feel like that's what you have to do to find success um, because success is different for everybody. And I'll probably get into that in a little bit. Um, to kind of what that means. But the next kind of thing I want to move into is just the idea of can you be both? Can you be the homemaker? Can you be the entrepreneur, the boss babe? I'm hesitant to say that word now, but can you be both in today's society? You know, I feel like we are in a world where they tell us that you need to pick one or the other. And in recent years, it has been a bigger push for women to step into the workplace and to wait on starting a family until you're in like this ideal place in your career. And, you know, don't get married and don't have kids until you're, you know, a CEO of a company. And I just don't agree with that mindset. I don't believe that that's what we should be telling women, that you can either be a mom or have a successful career and you can't have both. I mean, that is the most limiting thing I have ever heard. That is the most anti, it's funny because that's like the feminist movement that tells you that. And that's probably the most anti-feminist thing I've ever heard. Like you're telling women they can't do two things at once. And I think that is such trash. I mean, you can be just a stay-at-home mom and that is enough. You could be a working mom and that is enough. You could be both and that is great. Um, You 100% can do it all. Don't believe the lie that you can't do all of it. You know, and I think we should be telling women that they can do both. I think that should be what we are putting out there more often um, and that you can find success 
in whatever that might look like for you because success is different for everybody, right? I think the the whole push for be a CEO, be a career woman, and then start a family later, it's such a, like you're chasing this idea of success, but what is success? Because they're all talking about money, right? Like it's always until you're successful, meaning you're making a bunch of money. But in reality, like money should not be the source of success that you're chasing. Some of the most financially well-off people are the most lonely and the most depressed people out there, right? And so to me, success isn't about having more money. It's about having more time to spend with my family, to ride my horses, to go do the things that I want to do in my life. I became a stay-at-home mom and a business owner so I could do those things. It wasn't so I could become a millionaire. Um, I mean, that'd be super nice and all, but that's not what I was chasing. I was chasing the things that I would be able to do because of the business that I built, not the money. And sure, like some of those things stem from having more money, right? Like you can, you can do those things because you have the money to do those things. And I'm not blind to that fact but money is not evil or you know it's it's not an evil thing and it's okay to desire financial freedom but just don't make it your end all be all don't make it the thing that you have your eyes set on and that that's your goal you know everybody a lot of people especially as business owners we're all chasing six figures right like that's kind of the I feel like a in an entrepreneur space, it's like when I can make my first six figure income and it and that's great. Like that's an, a fine goal to have. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to make six figures in your business. But why do you want to make six figures just to say you did it? Like what is that going to bring you? What what would six figures give to you? Because if it's just the ability to buy more stuff, to buy more clothes, to buy a fancier car, to buy all the things, I just feel like I want to encourage you to maybe check your heart and um, ask yourself, are my priorities in the right place? Your goal should be chasing more time and the resource to, or, you know, whatever, whatever's important to you. And then the resource to get there would, you know, maybe be money. And so what would being both actually look like? Because it's different for everybody. Your life is going to be different than my life, obviously. Some are going to struggle with having a structured life. I feel like if you're trying to be both, structure can be good, but structure can also be really hard. Some people have a hard time. You know, they like to just fly by the seat of their pants and some people thrive on it. For me, alterating, alter, alterating, alternating um, being a mom and a business owner throughout the day is kind of where I'm at in life. When Stetson was first born and he was little and he didn't do a whole lot, I, you know, could get more done in my business and, and work-wise. But now he's a super busy toddler and we are at home a lot. We live rurally. So it's not like I can just take him to town and let him burn off energy at a park all the time. Um, so we're, you know, I'm either taking him outside to do stuff, but then he gets into everything and then he gets into everything in the house. And so I'm constantly chasing him around right now. He takes up a lot of my time and he's also very clingy right now. So that's very time consuming. So it's kind of this weird balance of I wake up at five. My husband's usually out the door by 630-ish, um, sometimes earlier. And I have time to get ready, maybe, maybe shower and get ready. And then Sutton's awake by like seven. Then I'm in mom mode, right? It's breakfast and bottles and morning playtime and then cleaning up. And then he you know, is up for, I don't know, three or four hours at this point. 
And then he goes down for a nap and I might be able to get a little bit of work done here and there. I might be able to, you know, squeeze in a little something, something, but for the most part, he has my attention because he is very needy right now. And uh, so then he takes a nap and he usually sleeps for about two hours. Then I have two hours. And right now he's doing about one nap a day. Occasionally he will do two, but for the most part, it's one nap. And so that two hours is very very crucial in my day. That is when I can get the most work done. And then when he's up, it's lunchtime and it's play and it's entertaining him and doing other things. And, you know, then it gets to be like four or five o'clock and now I'm having to work on dinner and my husband, you know, gets home around six, six thirty. And then I spend time with him. He spends time with Stetson and then it's bath time, bedtime routine. And we might get to sit down and watch a show at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. And then we go to bed at nine <laughs> and that's, that's what our life looks like. So there's not a whole lot of time to get work done these days. It's just super busy. You know, when Stetson is older and right now that's, that's kind of what it is. I mean, I am full mom mode and then I just squeeze and work whenever I can. But when Stetson gets older, I might try to have like a stricter schedule when he's kind of able to understand like, okay, mommy's working. Like I'm going to work here. You're going to independently play and do this for a little bit. And then we'll go outside and then, you know, I'll play with you for this. And, you know, independent play, I think is a really good thing for kids to learn how to do. I'm not saying you should just pop them in front of a screen and have them be content all day long. But I definitely have my times where I put a show on for him when I have to get something done. And it'll keep him occupied for a little bit at least. But also at that same time, we're going to have other littles running around when he gets to the age of like maybe understanding it. So I feel like I'm just going to be forever in this like rat race of doing it. But it is what it is. So that's where we are. Welcome to the chaos. Just kind of going back to, I think I said earlier, something about mentioning um, like setting priorities. So you have to pick and choose in every moment of your day what is going to be your priority for that day. So I try to bring my work outside a lot with me because Stefan's really happy and content outside for the most part. So I'll try to bring like my laptop outside and get things done. Does get tricky because obviously he is a toddler and he puts everything in his mouth and he gets into things and he gets hurt and he falls and he, you know, we live in the desert. There's a lot of pokey things out here. And so I'm, <laughs> it's not the most productive work ever, but I might be able to get a little a few things done here and there while I do that. And then while he's awake, it's I try to do most of my house things when he's awake. So I try to clean the house and do, you know, home chores and interact with him during that time. Um, because at least when I'm doing, if I'm like up doing laundry or up doing the dishes and stuff, he'll kind of just follow me around from room to room and like do different things in each room. So he's a little more content than when I go sit down at my desk and I'm just in one spot, then he gets really whiny and wants me to like do stuff with him. <laughs> and so when he's asleep, that's kind of when I'm like, okay, work time. Like I'm not going to clean. I'm not going to do house stuff. I'm going to do work stuff and get business stuff done. And then kind of the third and final thing I just want to talk about is tips for finding your happy medium with all of this. Um, and when you find out what those are, just go ahead and let me know. Send me a DM. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But really, what the heck is finding balance? Because finding balance and a happy medium as a business owner, a homemaker, a mom is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever tried to do. And just when you think you have a good flow in your life or like a routine going, you're like, yeah, we're crushing it. Something changes, their sleep pattern changes, 
something in your life gets mixed up and now it looks totally different than it did before. And a lot of people online will talk about balance and finding this happy medium. But the truth is, I really don't believe that it actually exists. And then every day looks different. And if you put too much pressure on yourself to be 100% in both of those areas, then you're going to burn out so, so fast. So my tip for you is instead of trying to find balance, find grace instead. Instead of chasing after this you know, utopia, find grace for yourself and your life and just be present right where you're at and laugh at the chaos as much as you can. Um, laugh through the tears, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, spend time with Jesus and he's going to fill you with it even when it feels absolutely impossible. One of the best things that um, I can do to be the best version of myself as a mom and a wife and a business owner is spend time with the Lord daily, even though everything in my flesh wants to wake up and immediately be productive and jump into all the things that I have to do for that day. I try to force myself to sit down and spend even just a few minutes in the word because it really does fill my cup and it gives me the push that I need to, you know, get motivated for the day. And it just kind of puts my heart in the right place. I'm a much more patient mom and a much happier mom and business owner when I've spent time with, with God in the mornings. So just some food for thought you know, might be worth it for you to give it a shot too. I think overall, the question of can you be both uh, when it comes to being a business owner and being a homemaker is simply yes, but it will likely look different than you think it will. So don't be afraid to ask for help where you need it. And also remember to just have grace, like I said, on those days where you want to pull your hair out because they will happen and they will happen a lot more than you probably think they will. Hopefully you guys are still here listening on my rant of a podcast, I guess. I didn't really plan on it to go in all those directions that it did, but here we are. I'm trying to just keep this a lot more conversational, but I'm really glad to have you here with me. So thank you for coming to chat about the real, the raw, and the rural. And I can't wait to hang with you in the next one. You've just finished another episode of the Every Successful Rancher podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Every Successful Rancher and join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. For the mega fans of the show or anyone wanting to show support, you can join our Patreon and get early released episodes as well as listen ad-free. The link will be in the episode description. If you like what you heard, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. One minute of your time can be a game changer for the show. Plus, it helps other amazing rural women find us and join the party. If you would like to sponsor or advertise your business on Every Successful Rancher, please head to sarahelrod.com slash sponsor ESR for more information. Thanks again for being here and I'll talk with you in the next one.